Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast. PGP, show about the show, the show within the show. This is the podcast about the radio show, which is found on its own podcast feed. Search permission granted for just this project. However, you can get it on the DA Show podcast feed as well and inside the free Odyssey app. Well, now Side A features yours truly and Andrew Bogish. Side B will be Andrew Bogish and Pat Boyle. Is this a sign of things to come, perhaps, or perhaps just a moment in time where before we find another executive producer, Pat Boyle's filling in for the slot. Right now, we're at week three of interviews, I think, that are done by Pete the Body and two of our bosses. I believe all three of them have been, in some way, shape, or form, either all three or two of the three have been involved in the second level of this thing. So we got all of the applications and the on-air interviews from our listeners. Then those three picked the best of the applicants and the on-air interviews, then did off-air interviews, and then they finalized it to like a list of five, I think, and then I interview the final five either with them or without them. I don't know, and then we choose after that. So we're probably a few weeks away from the final decision, but they're in the thick of the weeds right now, and, and I have no idea where the horses are. And I just love, well, two things about this. I love your kingmaker role, that you're on the outside looking in. It's the best way to do it. In and out of the office, on and off the show. You guys do all of the heavy lifting. I'm going to come in late after you've weeded out all of the underqualified people, lack of creativity, lack of on-air, whatever it is. You get me down five, six, seven, eight people. I walk in and go, yes, no, no, maybe, yes, no, no. And then we're basically done. Now you're done. getting it, folks. Love that part. Now you're getting it. And as always, I love the Pete part. Nobody wants power and importance more than Pete until he gets it. And then it it's <laughs> like he didn't ask for it. He wanted, honored at first to be asked to be part of the interview process. Now he's taking off complete days, skipping the show, Huffing, puffing, hemming and hawing. He's got <laughs> laptops out, earpieces in, throwing resumes everywhere. I mean, like, again, it doesn't have to be like this, Pete. You could have just been the board up and been fine, but he wanted it. Now he has it, and he hates it. Yes, and 
the way that it was described to me was we would just have the bosses go through the stacks of resumes, whittle it down to those finalists, and then I said, Pete, you can be with me at the final final level of this video game, and you could just interview with me like the last four or five candidates. He didn't want that. He wanted to be part of everything. He wanted oh, his yeah. elbow deep in mm -hmm. the applicants. And so I said, all right, but it adds all that much more work. And he said how kind of taxing it's been, which I don't blame him. I and mean, these are long interviews. Yeah, and, and he's, he's got, got like 30 of them. And he's got all sorts of theories. New day, new theory on the type of person that we should hire. Oh, so moving target for him? Yeah, it could be this person. It could be this type of person. Somebody inside, somebody outside, male, female, young or old new to the business, seasoned pro. I don't know what's going on in these interviews, but every day seems to bring a new thought from Pete on how we should proceed. When is this going to be wrapping up? It's a lot. And and without Sean, I'm really the only person here. I'm the lone bro. sounding board left. Boyle, Carlos, Ryan Betcher, those guys are not getting this. I'm the target for Pete. Because those guys are candidates. That too, but also I just don't think the trust level is there yet. I see. So it's me or nobody. So I'm getting the full brunt oh, of wow. like the bloody offload. So today is Wednesday. Pete was off. Do you feel like, you know, you're refreshed because you didn't have to deal with that today? I do feel a little lighter. Now the no Wendy's breakfast did probably kill whatever good vibes were building. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's still a net positive that only my problems are my problems today, not Pete's as well. So I've been really impressed by outside interest in the position. Of course, there are people internally that are part-timers that want to be full-time or working on shifts that might be worse hours than us or or they're looking for a raise or something. And so there's been internal interest, which is awesome. But outside, there's been a lot of people reaching out that produce other shows around the country and or have produced other shows around the country. And that's been really cool to me. But I am wondering one question that I have a bit of a sinking feeling about. Are the people outside the company, or maybe the people inside the company, but certainly outside, do they look at Mraz from the outside as having become a star and said, oh, this is my chance mm -hmm. to become a star. And maybe I use this as my launching pad versus somebody that really wants to come in and, you know, and do the work. Because uh, if you're coming in hoping to, to follow the Mraz formula, I got news for you. It probably ain't going to happen. Because Mraz was kind of like a unicorn in that way. Yeah, I, I say I think I said this on the air, but I almost certainly in here, and this is a full compliment. Mraz is like you don't want to be the guy that follows him. You want to be the guy that follows the guy that followed him. I, I don't want to be the immediate comparison point to him because he is that special, and begrudgingly he's that talented, and. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can replicate that directly. And now what is helpful, I think, in your cause, there was a time where nothing changed on WFAN. Now things seem to change like well, every eighteen months or so. <laughs> right. So there's gonna be a hole somewhere sometime soon ish that if you were to come in here and turn heads, maybe you had a chance, but they don't I don't I don't think they need another show pony anywhere else. So to do a direct Mraz impersonation, I don't think it's the way to go. No. But maybe there is a Mraz path through your show to hitting it big locally. I don't know.
Yeah, it wouldn't be the New York path if you're coming from outside and you're not a New Yorker because that station tends to only use New Yorkers on the air. But if you were thinking like, oh, the show, the DA show puts the producer on, you know, the air a lot and I can use that to become a personality and then maybe within the company I can use that to move to Minnesota yeah. to, to do something in Houston, to do something in Philadelphia. That's certainly plausible. But again, I, I would warn against that thinking. Now, maybe all these applicants coming from the outside are just like, I want to work on that show. It seems fun. It's a good network game. Pete seems great. Pete seems like an amazing guy. <laughs> but the other thing is that Mraz, we did this for 11, nearly 11 years with Mraz. So this was not a quick thing. Like, it wasn't as though in year three they said Mraz is ready for his own show, which is why we were always joking about go to Grand Rapids and do a show. Right. Go to Tucson and do a show because... That was, if there was ever a path, that was going to be the path for Mraz. So this took 11 years, and he never went anywhere else. <laughs> so <laughs> And we tried. We tried. Rented vans and everything. <laughs> I made demo reels for him. <laughs> I typed up his resume. <laughs> bought stations. And then I didn't even hire him. <laughs> <laughs> he kept coming close to all the jobs I had open at my radio stations, but I just decided there was somebody better. For all Pete of- always said no at the end. <laughs> Pete had last call, always shot him down. But I'm telling you, don't come here and hope to replicate the Mraz thing. Uh, it, of course, we like everybody on the air, and of course, I like multiple voices, and of course, you know, if your personality is is such, I would certainly tap into that. But I, I could be totally wrong. But we've had such interest from outside the building. I I wonder if people just saw Mraz keep going viral all the time, thinking. Oh, that's what that job is. Yeah, I mean, well, they certainly saw Sean. He had to have been one of the most recognizable producers of the industry. Had to, and because of him, because of you, because of Pete, you know, we showed up on top 10 lists here. So, like, people knew the show exists. CBS Sports Radio is still CBS Sports Radio. And I think as well, you know, it's public knowledge. They put a salary range on the job posting, and that I know for a fact, drew a lot of eyes because... I think they withdrew that. They Okay, but at first they <laughs> at first, did. And people were like, honey. oh, okay. Yeah. And then that, I think, changed the dynamic a little bit as well. Now, maybe some folks have since backed out if that number has been publicly rescinded, but mm-hmm. it was out there for a good, I don't know, week or so. And people were like, that's more money than I make right now. So I think that pulled some folks in as well. Yeah. I don't know what that ended up being because I think Mraz was like, that's not how much I was making. So I don't know what exactly went on there, but uh, it's interesting. So this week we had Victoria and Mobile call up and say she might have to cut the cord with the show because there's a little bit too much silliness and that she sometimes thinks that we sound like cackling hyenas. And uh, that was a funny bit on Tuesday about trying to be serious and how much laughing is too much laughing and it ended up being a pretty funny thing, but it did make me wonder if what we, I always think this, like, are there moments where we think something that's really funny is actually not that funny? And everybody listening is like, mm, guys, this is not that good. A hundred percent. I think that's just natural, right? I mean, there are things that you and your buddies would joke about. And if I was sitting there to go, you guys are losers. True. You do the reverse. And any even funny comedians and actors are sometimes not funny. Like there are bad Will Ferrell movies. 
There are times where he's not funny. What's the worst one? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Maybe that's a bad, bad person to bring up. But like, not everything's a hit. Yeah. Like, I don't think anything Adam Sandler does now is entertaining. I don't no. need any of these Netflix deal movies he's got. Land of the Lost was probably pretty bad from Will Ferrell. I never saw okay. it. But. Um, so, like, not, not everything is perfect. What's strange to me is there, there did seem to be an uptick in negativity over the last couple of days. Like, there was a mean <laughs> tweet, too, about something. Like, I don't understand. Like, I know there's more hate in, like, social. Are there more now troll callers available? I... I do people just stumble upon the show? I don't think the laughing has gone up. Yeah. Than had, like some recent times. So that was a strange little kind of rapid fire anger from people. Do you think that people are upset that Mraz left and now the the show is not the same and they're looking to just like rip anything? What I do you mean, think? I don't think Victorian Mobile is not listening because Mraz isn't around. I mean, do we know how old Victoria was? Was she one of the youths that Sean likes to influence and therefore she had lost her way over the last like eight or nine days? She sounded much older than a youth. All right. So I, I don't know how to explain it. But if if Sean, if missing Sean was the thing, then say you guys suck without Sean. We, yeah. we laugh like hyenas and he in particular totally. laughed like a wild animal when he was here. Yeah, yeah. She, she was kind of saying that I think she just wants a more middle-of-the-road sports radio experience. And certainly Mraz would not have added to that. No. So, but you you found an uptick in negativity amongst tweeters? Yeah, you wrote you read a tweet, I thought, from another guy that said he was gonna that he was cutting bait or whatever color oh, yeah. the expression is. Yeah. That he was bailing on the show for something else. You read the tweet coming back from break. Yeah. A I, s- similar theme. I, do, I like reading those tweets. Yeah. I do really like that. I, I like it because I find it ridiculous. Um <laughs> think about Victorian Mobile. Having a certain enough, a, a specific enough desire to listen to the show that she wants to keep coming back from war, but there's something that's driving her away, and she feels like she needs to call up to publicly break up about it. Right. I really like that dynamic. I love the fact that people would tweet in what they don't like. I just, it's <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I love I love reading those. I love hearing that. Uh, along those lines, um, if you're going to DM me about a sportsman that I do, I'm going to need you to be more specific mm. because I don't always see them right away because Twitter will funnel ones from strangers, so to speak, into like a secondary inbox. Uh. So then I'll find them weeks later. And if they don't mention what the minute's about, I'm not sure what the complaint right. is. And like you, I want to know the complaint. I kind of want to address it because it's only like once, you know, I can imagine when you have constant hate you're paying no attention to them but when i get random hate i want to go back and forth with somebody but i found one the other day that it was just like it was i guess it was something that made me sound too liberal or whatever and i was like i'm gonna need you to be more specific about your complaint from three weeks ago so i'm not going to backtrack and see what my topic was that day <laughs> today there was free wendy's dropped off mm. and uh carlos swung open that studio door yeah da there's free wendy's out there we got to get it now okay Run out there. There's a woman dropping off bags. I guess French toast sticks. I got like yeah. a sausage, egg, and cheese or something, which was fine. I don't think you made a terrible mistake not eating it compared to how my stomach feels right now. Right. So you're probably fine. But I I did find it hysterical that Carlos and Pat are usually in pretty good mood. They've got good energy. They're good attitude guys, at least when I'm around them. 
But this put them on a totally different level. It was like they had just taken happy pills. It was like they were on drugs because they ate that free Wendy's. We came back from break, and they were literally dancing together in unison behind the glass at like 8.20 in the morning. Well, so obviously, Carlos, when he's not here, Carlos is oftentimes serving our country in the like the reserves. Mm. And I'm assuming they don't give them free breakfast. He shares pictures of, like, crawling through the mud and stuff like that. So I think when he comes here, it's a really significant change from his normal his daily routine sometimes. So, and then you throw breakfast on top of just not being, like, shot at and training for killing sure. and whatnot. Why would he not be gleeful? I guess that's true. This... Does Carlos, is he allowed to just, like, eat whatever he wants if he's part of the reserves? I mean, that's... I, you know what? Can you just crush Wendy's breakfasts and French toast sticks? And, or do you have to be on some type of training regimen? Yeah, I mean, it feels like... Unless he's at, like, a guard post in, like, you know, New Jersey yeah. somewhere. I, and I guess he can be deployed at almost any moment. So, in theory, he should always be in fighting shape. Yeah. If I'm being polite... Yeah. She's not, not. I'm not. <laughs> you're not. Boyle probably is of the group. Boyle's closest. The closest, right? I don't know if he's in shape. You don't want any of us on the wall, so to speak, no. at this particular point. But um, tracking it, terrorists. No. Yeah, I mean, it also, but it also seems like the government needs help on that front. So they can't be that picky. So <laughs> okay. They'll take whatever they can get. So okay. have your free Wendy's. And so it's kind of like army trying to find a quarterback. They can't be too picky. Exactly. It's if like, you're smart. You can get in and you can hand off. You're our guy. <laughs> okay, so that's where Carlos is in the reserves. We just need warm bodies here. Yeah, yeah. And, Bo- you know, Boyle, he's got a lot going on. You'd think, oh, free Wendy's breakfast would be less appealing to Boyle, but I feel like he was actually the one who was happier, happiest in that dynamic. Yeah, he was super happy. Boyle also rooting for the age where he actually comes out with dementia was an interesting twist. Didn't I'm going to need more... Um, information on what you experience as you're having dementia. I'm not, I think Boyle may be assuming that it's just this state of like blissful ignorance. Mm-hmm. I feel like at times you're aware of how crappy it is. It's got to be torturous to not be able to remember things you used to be able to remember. But do you know that you're not remembering them? Or are you just do 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 and it's only shitty for the crappy for the rest of your family? No. Then I, I leave that. I think I think you're fine. I think that you're going through a slow deterioration of your brain and things that you used to be able to compute or calculate or remember, you start realizing you can't do it anymore. Of course, at some point in time, if you're totally out of it, you won't remember that, but you don't get there overnight. Well, I think, but I think that's what he's focusing on. I he's think he's the, on the last stage the where... The blissful end game. Right. I don't think he's accounting for the horrible slow decline to there. He's... Looking forward to when all faculties are gone, completely disconnected from reality. True, because he wants his kids to have to hose him down. <laughs> right, and 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 had you asked me before he gave this theory out, I would have pegged him for a guy who'd be like, "Dude, at sixty-five, kill me if I can't get you know, right. if I can't perform, yeah. and I'm you know, this is sagging and whatever. I don't want to be alive." Instead, yeah. he's like. I want to be as alive, alive as long as possible, my health be damned. And be a drain on my family. <laughs> right. Have some weird reality show where they're competing for my last bits of affection. 
He's a sicko. He really Let me tell is. You. Maybe we shouldn't associate with him. <laughs> I don't know. That might have taken him out of this role. <laughs> I, he is a sicko. Pete would not have approved of that. <laughs> no. Carlos let it go. Pete would have been very judgmental. Yes. Yeah, the, and and it would have been borderline offensive to Pete, and he would have said, hundred percent." Yeah. Okay, well, that's side A. So you got this sicko coming up on side B. Oh, great! Yeah, here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And now here we are on side B of the PGP, the show about the show, the show within the show. It's bogish and it's Boyle this week. Tim Doyle, how are we today? I am great, Bogues. I got a belly full of Wendy's breakfast. I couldn't be better. Yeah, you know, I think I made a big, good decision Wednesday morning. Uh, I've been eating like crap recently. It's been really frustrating me. There's been a lot of free food in the last couple of weeks here because of the Sean departure. There were multiple Wendy's breakfasts. There were bagels. There was a Fudgy the Whale. Wow. There was morning buffalo chicken pizza, courtesy of DA. Oh, my God. So there was a lot, and I would have loved the French toast sticks. That is a great invention, well done by Wendy's in particular. So I was momentarily heartbroken, but in the end, I think I did a good thing by skipping and not going to find the lady with the Wendy's upstairs. Yeah, and I, I mean, I offered. You, you showed restraint because I there was a couple French toast sticks. There was a couple of potato French fries, potato breakfast fries mm-hmm. that were available. I said, hey, you want some? Why don't you go upstairs? Nobody's going to eat it up there. That's what she said. Mm. You restrained. So I give you a lot of credit, but I, I, I got to tell you, man, it made my morning. Nothing makes my morning like free breakfast, especially here at this place, because I'm used to, if I wake up like a normal 8.30 a.m. wake up time for me when I'm not here, I don't eat until about noon or one o'clock. Okay. I try to fast somewhat, or I'll have like a banana at 9 a.m. and then try not to eat until lunch. For some reason, when I do these shifts, when I'm up at four in the morning, I'm hungry by 6.15, and I don't want to eat like a lard, right. so I try to have the banana. I got the Chobani flip. That's usually all I eat by the time I leave, and I'm still hungry then by 1 o'clock, so I give you a lot of credit. Well, I did have some yogurt and granola this morning, so I have had breakfast before the Wendy's showed up, but that's one of the problems for me with these hours. I wake up hungry. Yeah. 
My wife wakes up unhungry and then can go deep into the afternoon before she really eats something. So there's like intermittent fasting craze going on is on the easier side for her because she wasn't a, a breakfast person to begin with. But I wake up hungry. Mm. I could eat within 20 minutes of my eyes opening. Same. So when I'm here or waking up as early as I do, like I'm kind of awake most days for like four meals. I don't have four meals, but like I get up here and I get here by like five whatever. And like I want to have something there. Immediately. Then it's a long haul to traditional lunchtime around 12. Then there's dinner. But sometimes something happens in between those meals. It's a lot. And that's hard to kind of space things out and not overeat just by being awake for so long. Not expected to go from 12 till 6, 12 to 7 with nothing in between. A little snacking in between. And then also there's some times where you eat dinner. Let's say you eat at 6. You're hungry by 9.30. You go to bed by 9.30.10. You want a little little nightcap, a little dessert, a little yum-yum. But I got to tell you, you're a pretty skinny guy. Yeah. No, nah, you're a skinny guy. You look skinny. You look like you're in shape. You don't look like you're overweight at all, not even close. But uh, for no offense, for a guy of your age, married with kids, what are you, what are you holding on to? Why don't you just you, you you personal afford- pride? <laughs> Looking in the mirror, not being uh, bending over and feeling weird ripples of whatever you know, fat or whatever. Being able to see your Bo Jackson when you when exactly you go to the that's a that's an easy goal to try to try to attain. <laughs> now, Da and I finished side A with your proclamation on Wednesday morning show that you are hopeful that your life would end in this dementia-fueled bliss where your many family members are fighting over your inheritance. Have you had any any reason to rethink that, walk that back since you said it, or you, as you're shaking your head now, you're still on board? Yeah, not not whatsoever. Not walking that back at all. Okay. I've, I've seen it happen in my family. Right. I've seen my grandma go through it. I've seen the, the pain and struggle my mom had to go through while knowing that because my mom's two siblings are, hmm, for lack of a better term, scumbags, they didn't want any part in taking care of her. Okay. My mom's getting all that inheritance money. She's using grandma's money, mama, as we called her, mm-hmm. to fix the multiple things in the house that she broke because of her dementia. Okay. She must have broke about seven pairs of blinds for the back door, just yanking them down or not knowing how to use them. All the money for uh, you know, adult diapers, food, right. clothes, just normal living, daily living things over the span of 10 years that she lived with us. Um it's a pretty good life to have, man. If you get to the point where you are unable to take care of yourself, I don't want to go into some nursing home where I'm going to be taken advantage of. I am going to be treated poorly. So either throw me in the trash to rot or have my family members who at that point, you know, hopefully still love and want to take care of me. And they're looking for a little bit of extra incentive to do that. Get to wipe me, change me, feed me. All while I just, I you know, and for the most part, I'm not like, yeah, you suckers. You know, at that point, your brain's turning into mush, so you you kind of need them to take care of you. It's not a bad way to go out. I guess DA and I's confu- initial confusion or main confusion is that you're aware of your deterioration. Like, it takes a while to get to the point where you're not aware of how helpless you are. Like, that's the crappy part. Yeah. Like, it seems like you're acting as if you just wake up one morning and you're just, you've just checked out and you're not aware that you're inconveniencing everybody and that you can't control your 
bowel and your bowels and whatever. But it takes a while to get there, which has to be like hell getting there. So I don't oh, know. Yeah, the I mean, payoff already, is not worth that. I've already started to deteriorate. You have. Well, I think we all have. <laughs> but above the natural decline, you think for yourself or. Uh, debatable. debatable. That's, up, that's up for debate. All right, well, that's that's a thing. But yeah, I mean, a side topic you might want to get addressed. Yeah, maybe there are definitely checkpoints in the road where you are addressing your own mortality. You come face to face with your mortality and with your deterioration. Yeah, and I would assume the first probably initial steps, not being able to walk on your own anymore, needing help to get out of the car, that first oopsie you might sustain, <clears> you go, whoa, what is happening? Um. You know, not being able to digest your food as well, needing somebody to help you put your shoes on. Those are probably painful. First couple bumps in the road, those probably hurt. After that, you start to accept it. You put your pride to the side because you're old and you've you've just been on. You've seen so much stuff by the time you're 60, 70, 80 probably. It's easier to swallow your pride once you address those couple bumps in the road. And that coupled with your brain turning into mush, you 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 don't really know what's going on after a certain point. Now, I said this to DA on side A, before you said all of this, had this topic randomly come up in a different way, I would have pegged you for a guy that wouldn't want to live past, like, your physical prime. That if you got to 65, 68, and parts of you weren't working anymore, and you couldn't spread that seed, that maybe you'd lost a little of your physical attractiveness to the ladies, and there wasn't a Mrs. Boyle next to you, that you'd been like, you know what? I've had a good run, I'm out. But here you are saying you want to stay alive as long as possible, the shape you're in be damned. Absolutely. All right. I want to I want to ride off into the sunset, uh, it, you know, a, a sun that really never sets. You want to lay there, the I sun wanna, sets yes, behind I wanna you. I want to bake in the sun. Um, no, I'm not the kind of guy that's like, oh, by the time I'm 50, I'm going to be, uh, just kill me already. Right. No, I want to live to 100. I want to be gross, slovenly old. <laughs> People laughing at me when they when my family has to like wheel me to dinner and I'm drooling on myself or I don't remember my son's name or mm-hmm. whoever you know person right next to me or I just forget what year it is. I I'm I embrace all that. All right. Actually, I goals. can't wait for that. Yeah, uh, I've got to ask you about the job search. And first of all, going back to Friday show, you and I together, and Cap being the potster that he is, the question he attached to the Target Demo Friday meme was who should take Sean's job and I would think at least 80% of the answers mentioned you gotta be awkward right I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you did while you liked all the answers it was a weird spot to be in oh absolutely it's very uncomfortable how has it been any reaction from you because you interviewed early in this process to see the likes of Hickey show up in a tuxedo did that give you any doubts about the way you handled your sit down with Pete no no, I'm very at ease. I'm very confident, comfortable in the way I approach the situation. I wore, in case anybody's wondering, I wore slacks and an orange Nike polo. So yes. I think I dressed well enough. I don't think I needed a suit. I actually remember our boss, Spike Eskin, and whoever else was in on it telling Sean to show up to his photos for the new WFN <laughs> yes. afternoon show in a suit, only for them to rag on him. So mm-hmm. I figured, let me not do that. Let me not wear a suit. Uh, no, I, I, I've embraced. The competition for this job from the outset, from the get-go, it is an extremely tremendous opportunity uh, for anybody that's in this building or outside. It's a it's an amazing show that I you know, that makes waking up at 4, 4.30 in the morning very bearable because the show is awesome. Working with you guys is awesome. It's fun. So I embrace that there are many people that would like to interview and have this job. Um, 
So I, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of all the competition. I'm a fan of seeing what everybody's bringing to the table. And you know, again, I'm like I said, I'm confident in the skill set that I bring here. And yes, it was a little uncomfortable to. Uh, hear all those things on the show on Friday, a show that I was not producing and somebody that's a candidate for was producing or mm-hmm. whoever else works on the show, like Jeff in Pittsburgh on today's show, uh, saying he's withdrawing his application because he wants me to have it. Carlos with a K is another candidate who's interviewing for the show um, because I like Carlos. I love EJ. I love the guys that, that and the girls that I work here with. Uh, so it, that part's uncomfortable. Um but it's nice to know that I've got the support of most of the D-Aliens, most of the fan base. That makes me happy. Last thing I'll ask about this. Um, is there anything in addition to Hickey's tuxedo? Any other rumors, whispers? You don't have to name names, but anybody else doing anything odd, quirky, weird, over the top? Anybody bring in, like, PowerPoints? Or do we have any kind of behind-the-scenes tidbits like that? No, man. I, I don't know much. Outside of the Hickey tuxedo thing, I haven't heard much. I saw Carlos with a K, I think, wore a suit. He did, yes. A linen suit, yes. right? Yeah. That's nice. Um, that's some points for him. Uh, no, outside of those two things, I haven't heard anything. You know, no. everybody's been kind of hush-hush. It's been very cordial in the newsroom. Um, but I think a lot of this comes back to Fort Knox, which is Pete Bellotti, yes. and he keeps his cards inside of his chest, let oh, alone yes. close to him. So he has not let on with anything at all. He has not made any whispers to anybody. So it is a, it's a big it's a big great mystery here that is spanning quite some time. And to note on that front, um, I swear I mentioned to Pete taping side B with him on this day to talk about the process, and Pete's not here today. Mm. Never mentioned it to me. Showed up on Wednesday. No Pete. Where'd he go? Is he dodging me on purpose? I don't know, but it's my duty here on side B, as long as I'm in charge of it, to get some dirt out of him about this process along the way. Might not be a media, but I'm going to break him down at yeah, some point. I don't think you are. He, Like I said, he's Challenge for accepted. Knox, man. He is for Knox. He is. You heard him yesterday. He was, D.A. asked him about the process because D.A. still has not been super involved. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I do know is that they are not yet finished. If maybe today they're finishing the first round of interviews. I had my interview was two weeks ago. Yeah. So uh, he, you know, was asked about it yesterday. He gave a very corporate jargon, you know, corporate speech, not, a, not giving anything. He's going to yeah. give you the same thing, man. You're not going to get anything from him. All right. As Sean likes to ask in closing, where can we follow you on Twitter? Uh, at Pat Boyle. 44. At Andrew Bogus from me. As always, thanks for listening. That's side B. We'll see you again soon as the PGP disconnects. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.